What's up, game heads, and welcome to Glitch Therapy episode number 129. Today, Ben and I are doing a side quest to talk about all things Resident Evil Village, which released back in early May of 2021 this year. Um, everyone here at Glitch Therapy loved it, and, but we don't feel like it got the um, the love that it deserved properly uh, as far as doing a side quest and giving it extra attention. So it sorely needs it, and Ben and I are going to tackle that task today. Uh, better late than never, I suppose, for an amazing game. Uh, but be warned, uh, this will have spoilers of the game. Obviously, we're talking about it in depth, our favorite things about the game, things we didn't like, um, story beats, the whole nine. So we're going to dive in. Join us for this and uh, hang out with us. And uh, if you have any um, you know, questions or comments regarding your favorite things about the game when you played through it or things that you want to know about it, hit us up at glitchtherapy at gmail.com. With that said and out of the way, Ben, you played this game. You were one of the first friends that I know of that finished it. What'd you yeah. think of it? How'd you like it? Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. <laughs> everything. I played this game like we're so late to to the to the game on this one. Cause I finished it. When did we finish cause I finished it shortly after you? When did we finish this game? Um I don't remember because you, you, you were so. way ahead of me at one point, and then I think I jumped ahead of you and finished it, and then you got caught back up, and then we, we waited for yeah. TJ, which was like uh, like a month and a half later or some some shit like that we had to kind of get on him to finish it up i think joel finished it shortly after both of us too yeah um a little round robin there but yeah it's, so it's i had to kind of refresh my memory a little bit on on the game and and jump into it this morning and play i just played through the first hour of it again just to kind of remind myself of what it was like um I, I really feel like this was maybe the best Resident Evil game that I, I mean, I know everyone loves Resident Evil 4. I just wasn't in, I wasn't playing video games at that point in time. So I think the nostalgia factor on that game, like I don't have the nostalgia goggles on like you guys do for that game. And I can see it for what it really is, which is, you know. <laughs> For what it really is, I'm just saying it's all right. It's all right. The subjectiveness of this of this conversation. (laughs) It's it's okay, man. Like it's It's whatever. It's it's kind of frustrating to play through it. It's like like they just don't give you enough clues, so you can spend like I could spend like five or six hours in a room unless I have to like look something up on the internet, which I feel like if I have to look something up on the internet to get through a game, (laughs) like. Either there's one of two things that's happening there. I'm either a fucking idiot or it's a bad, badly designed area. Like, and I know there wasn't really anything in this game that I felt like was badly designed, if you put it that way. And necessarily, I think the thing that got to me more than anything, more than like a design situation or anything like that, was just like, you know, the typical Resident Evil stuff. You're either there, you're either here for it all or you're not. Or, I mean, you can definitely piecemeal take some things away from it that you like or don't like. I think for me, the biggest thing about Resident Evil games that drive me nuts sometimes is just like the ridiculousness of the story, which you could lean into that. Or uh, you can sit there and be like, why the fuck did you cut it? Okay, he cut his hand off. He got his hand cut off by a lady. I'm going to call her LD because I'm, I'm not going to keep trying to say Lady Demiscu every time. Oh, no, the vampire bit the part of his hand off. No, not that part. That was when the Lycans bit his fingers off in the beginning. I'm talking about like when he was grabbing oh, that, that he, in the basement oh, yeah. and down in the catacombs or whatever, and he's grabbing that lever and he's pulling it down, and she just slices his hand off right at the wrist. Like shit like that would happen. And I was like, um, so he ran away and then he comes back and he gets the hand and then he puts it back on and dumps a bunch of like Baja Blast Mountain Dew all over it. <laughs> and he's just okay. 
it's just yeah what the fuck is happening I've, I've honestly, man, like I've learned. And when I was talking about the badly designed area and stuff, I was talking about RE4, not. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I feel like this was. Cause I, I feel like when they design those, those areas that are frustrating to get out of, they're trying to do that and they're trying to make it like part of the, this feeling of frustration of like trying to get out of a scary area that's maze like. I feel like this game did that. There was the perfect amount of that in the village here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as the story goes and, and just the, the create, I learned a long time ago with Resident Evil games, you just don't ask questions. Like no, it's just, they, they just do ridiculous, dumb, like the stories just don't make sense. Like they're just, they, they kind of, <laughs> they kind of do in a way. Um, and I'm almost like a little bit. Like, I wish they wouldn't have tried to explain away a lot of the things that, like, he's been dead the whole time, and that's why he can, like... That part. uh, It's just, like, just embrace the fact that this shit doesn't make sense, y'all. Like, I mean, like, we're not playing this for the story. We're playing it for, like, the experience of, like, a really creepy thing with, like, ambient sounds and, you know, jump scares and stuff. Like, Yeah, with that said, I would say the story is probably... is. I'm not probably it is in my opinion the weakest link in this game which is yeah. not a, a, a super terrible thing it's like i can i could i looked past it for the entire game and the dude's looking ethan is looking for his daughter that's pretty much it you killed his wife at the beginning of the game or wh- who you thought was his wife or whatever and then they his daughter gets snatched up by uh chris redfield and and then we're off to the races we're we're out we're out there doing the damn thing you know right off the bat so yeah, a lot of time to get into it. Not not a lot of depth there. I mean, it's a, it's a kiddie pool <laughs> worth of water. Just don't. Well, die. and it's just the fact that like anything can happen. So when someone dies or get like you see in the beginning, his wife dies, and you're like, I that had like zero impact for me because it's like, well, when someone dies in Resident Evil, like you know, it's like someone dying in like the MC, like they, you know, they can always come back. So, well, well, keep in mind too, this is a continuation from resident evil seven. Yep. Biohazard. uh, Biohazard. So same protagonist, a lot of people that don't really, that weren't following the game that closely didn't realize that this is a continuation from that game. Normally resident evil doesn't do like sequels in that, in that fashion where they continue it on in this one, they did. So they brought Ethan back. Who, if if I can t- touch on him for a second as a character, he is blah. Like, yeah. he doesn't have a face, which I think they did that probably on purpose just to kind of give him like, you know what? He's just a dude looking for his kid and we want you to step into his shoes was the it was the kind of like the the feeling I got. Either that or they just said, fuck it. We don't have time to like make this flesh this guy. Who cares? Just, he's just the vehicle for the story and for you to, you know, move along in this in this world or whatever. But yeah, he was very blah as a, a very forgettable protagonist um, in every sense of the word, especially since he doesn't even have a face. You don't you never see his face. Not once. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, there, there's this term uh, tabula rasa. Uh, and what a, it, have you heard of this before? Yes. Yep. It's, it's about it's around. It was made by philosophers around the time of Aristotle, but it essentially means like a blank slate. Um, and just a, a, an absence of preconceived ideas or anything. And I kind of feel like that's what Ethan is supposed to be is just like a blank slate is just like this block character. And that's just to make enough space for you to fill yourself into that role because it's such a, an immersive experience. Um, so 
I really dig that actually. You know, I'm I I don't really care about him rounding out as a character because of the fact that the story is so secondary. You know, it's more about the experience. So I'm trying to put myself in his shoes and and be frightened by all this shit. You know, this is yeah. a fun one just to turn the lights out and just uh let that go. But yeah, um Mia is a character is fine. I don't know. None of the characters are like the only characters I really care about are like the villains. Like those are the ones that Absolutely. are like Yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. The, the the villains were definitely the the highlights of this game. And speaking of the villains, I mean, we definitely got to talk about the main one that everybody's got up in arms about in in a good way and maybe a, a mild mildly gross way <laughs> was was LD Lady Demiscu. Um, one thing about her that did bug me, I would say, is that I was expecting her to be involved in the game a lot more than she was. Um, like all of the um all of the marketing campaigns and everything prior to the game's release kept giving you the feeling like she was the big bad. Like she's the one that's going to be hunting you down the entire game in a, in a nemesis slash tyrant type of way. That was the vibes I was getting before the game could released. And even when the game came out, I was super surprised that she was killed off probably within the first, what third of the game. Couple, couple like hours, a couple hours. Yeah. A yeah. quarter of the game. And she, she dies off right away. She was boss um, boss fight one kind of yeah 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 exactly but a lot of people were upset because they thought she was going to be like this you know ongoing person chasing you around this 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 castle and whatnot which would could have been cool or they could have used her more I don't know well how do you feel about their, their use of her first of all it's been bugging the shit out of me I kept forgetting how to pronounce her name and so I I just want to I just looked it up it's Lady Dimitrescu is Dimitrescu. what it is I'm just gonna call yeah. her LD. Yeah, that's that's LD. like I always forget it because it's spelled so differently. Yeah, your um, brain wants to say it differently than what it looks like for sure. Yeah, I I mean I feel like the villains in this game, and especially Lady Dimitrescu, is is just like they're wacky. Like the way I sort of thought about this game in terms of comparing it to the last game, if the last game was like a Rob Zombie horror movie, like House of a Thousand Corpses or The Devil's Rejects. This is like a Tim Burton Batman movie, like where it's like, you know, just like these like wacky, like overstated villains that are kind of a little more silly, a little bit less like gross and scary. Um, And Lady Dimitrescu was definitely she has felt like she could belong in like the Gotham Batman world a little bit. You know, (laughs) just like she's silly and dark and kind of like, you know, also scary. Like. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they, I don't know. I, I feel like she, I, I was hoping that she was going to be used more. I don't know why my brain went to that just because of the marketing and everything. Um, also on a funnier take too, it's like, think about this. Like, I just wish there would have been more of her character because of the fact that how quickly you dispatch her daughters and stuff so easily as well um, early in the game. I don't know. I guess I was just expecting it to take a different turn and what they yeah, did yeah. and what they ended up doing wasn't bad or anything. You know, they, they kept it moving and introduced new people rather than her being the only thing chasing you like the nemesis or the tyrant in previous Resident Evil games like two and three. Um, so it was really interesting. Uh, I'm also, I'm a little disappointed though, that uh, her talents were wasted. She's a nine foot tall woman, 10 feet tall, nine feet tall or something like that. Yeah. Something like, like her, that. I feel like she should have taken her talents to South beach and pulled a LeBron James. Or right. Something. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, like, what are we doing right now? Like, like mother Miranda totally wasted this lady's talent. She should be in the, in the WNBA, just crushing people in the paint, like doing some <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal shit, ripping down basketball hoops. Instead, yeah. she's 
she's stalking around this castle, stealing babies and shit, and 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 she's wasting her basketball talent. <laughs> Can we please get like an NBA 2K Resident <laughs> Evil crossover like video game that they release where it's just so, like somewhere somebody's making their own character and they're making it look like her. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want to see. Like, please somebody make that for me. I want to see her just shit on somebody and rip the hoop down. <laughs> I I uh I can understand what happened with the marketing of this character because the I, the idea that I think and I don't this is just my speculation but I feel like the idea they had was like they were gonna only market the first villain and save the rest of them as a surprise they didn't want to spoil all these other bad guys um, but then fans saw that as like this is our only villain and fans also loved her. And kind of like ran away with it, you know, in a so, gross way to some degree with some like a lot of yeah. the stuff that was going around the internet with like her in lingerie and stuff or naked even and all this weird shit. It's like, what are we doing? And some of that shit was kind of funny though, like the dude with the flash water. Yeah, around and that shit was funny. The mod, yeah, the PC yeah, the mod. mod where he's spanking her. I was like, what are we doing right now? This is this is the internet. This is where we live now, guys. Fuck yeah, this? internet's gonna internet on that one. But uh, I mean, like. I don't know. Like she was cool. Like I, I honestly, I liked the the levels. Uh, the 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 order that the bosses were in was kind of the order that I liked the bosses. Like she was cool, but she definitely wasn't my favorite uh, Resident Evil boss. Well, 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 let's talk about the setting and the set pieces that led to those bosses, if you will. Um, what would you say was probably your favorite setting in the game? Like your favorite hub or area that you went to. Um, or set piece. Did you have anything like that 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 comes to mind um, for you when you played through it? Um, let's see. What? Which one? Okay, I know, so I, I love the 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 village was nice. It was a nice like it was a nice appetizer to everything else. Uh, but I fucking loved the castle. I love the castle so much. It gave me vibes of being in the police station in Resident Evil Two. You know where it was like you look at the map, you know where you need to get to. And they did a good job of like letting you know, like these doors are locked, these doors are not locked, and so on and so forth. Typical Resident Evil stuff. It's, this is common fare for them. But it was just kind of fun to explore that. And then each, like the castle itself, wasn't just a big castle you could explore. It was like hubs of areas, like being on the roof at one point, being down way down in the catacombs in the basement, and so on. And finding these puzzles, just a lot of mystery. I would love to just explore this and switch this like a murder mystery game and use this same setting or something. It'd be cool. Yeah, I, I'd say like. My least favorite set piece, not to be like a, a negative Nancy over here or anything, but you know, was the the village was so poorly. You think so? I think the village in conjunction with the map, it was just there were areas on the map that looked like you could go through them, so you'd spend a lot of time getting to this one pathway, and then in actuality, it was blocked off by something. So it right. was just, it's not that the village was designed poorly as much as like the map for the village was just frustrating because it was really deceptive and like you would spend, I would spend a lot of time. Um, and I also, I mean, the castle uh, was really cool. Heisenberg's place was really cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like they were almost like too big. Um, to like, I would end up back in the same place a lot of the time, uh, which I think was by design. Uh, my favorite set piece was the house Beneviento, which was yeah. Uh, the yeah, like that was like okay. to me like the perfect 
Resident Evil like puzzle box because it was like an escape room when you got downstairs and you had to go through the room and like find I don't know it was like the key or something and and you had like the doll body on the table and you had to examine it it was like you were in a little escape room you know and it there was just that one area downstairs where you got through like hallways and stuff and it kept circling back and circling back to lead you into rooms like that that was my and it all like came to this cool like crescendo when you got out of the basement the whole house is full of dolls and you of course have that killer boss fight but yeah that that was my favorite uh yeah. little area in the game i'd have to agree with you on this uh that house was really cool I, I remember just walking into that house and then you see the dolls just kind of sitting around you're like what the fuck is this noise yeah you know like <laughs> And then the dolls would bite you and stuff. It's like it's like it's like everybody's a nightmare as a kid, like having dolls come alive and and bite you and float around and shit. So it was it was really cool how they did that, and just the area leading up to that point because you're like kind of going through an outside area, narrow paths, overgrown with weeds and you know uh, thistles and all this other shit and everything and and vines and stuff. And then you get to that little these these head graves and headstones and stuff and everything. I don't know. It was, I think it was really well laid out, and especially since when you first started opening up the map, when you left the village area and started going through the castle, you could tell the map is way bigger than what it was, and that there's going to be areas that you just couldn't see, like a like in a you know a Zelda game or something like that. You got to un- right. knock clouds away. Whoop! There's everything over there in the corner. I love that part about it. I love that, but definitely, I think that the confusion was by design. They didn't want you to feel comfortable at any point in time, really, even though. It, I think comfortability came much sooner than I expected it to as far as me feeling like confident I could take on anything that's coming my way at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think like Resident Evil is sort of notorious for having these things that they can either work with the game or work against it. Like ammo management is a big thing in those games. And if you take it too far, you've created a situation that like people just don't enjoy to like have to you know, like I think Resident Evil Biohazard was worse with that. And they gave you a little more ammo in this game, which just gave you more time to like soak in the story and stuff. Um, and making these areas that are really confusing. I think they did better in this game than they did in the last game. So they're, they're doing really good about recognizing like what works and what doesn't, um, for the, for those frustrating aspects and just like having the perfect amount of frustration to where you're like, you know, like there should be some, but there shouldn't be too much. Yeah, like I it's like that, a it's like a spice in a food. You know, you can't have too much of it. Right. No, I think you're 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 right on the money with this. Um, because I I didn't I don't think I ever had a point where I got stuck anywhere necessarily, other than maybe like a puzzle if I was trying to figure out like how to do something like the like the piano thing or something like that. Um, but as far as like fighting bosses and stuff, they were just hard enough. Like I would just beat them. Just by just with a sliver of health left or something like that, um, or a little bit like I like literally had my last couple of bullets take it out or something like that. Um, I don't think I got stuck on anything where it was like killed me over and over and I was getting pissed off or anything like that. So that never really hit me, um, thankfully. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. From the enjoyment of it, if, it, if that had happened. Um, how'd you feel about the the drown houses? That's where you fought Salvatore Moreau. Trying to think, Salvatore Moreau. What what character? Uh, it was like the water waterways and stuff, like where you were kind of hopping on things that were floating on the water. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that area was fine. Um, 
I was really concerned about that big ass fish that was jumping out of the water and shit that was going to come out. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, this thing going to eat me. It never got me, but it, it got real close a couple of times. I think he may be the boss and that area may be the area that I was like the most lukewarm on. Like, it was just yeah. like, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't necessarily awesome. It was just like, yeah. yeah. It was just a connector to the next area that I wanted to get to, honestly. By that point in time in the game, I think I was kind of getting ready to, I was ready to, to beat the game. Yeah. And I didn't realize I had so much more left to do. And I just kind of just wanted to get through that area because it was kind of, I think it was a frustrating just trying to make sure those like little, those, um, what were they like? The little, um, you push the button and the little bridge would come up out of the water. And then you'd have different ones you had to push to, and you'd hurt and run across them because you only had so much time before they went back under yeah. and shit. That yeah, that was cool. Was, it was definitely like, eh, it was fine. But it was it, cool yeah. getting boats and stuff and go around. At one point, you find a boat, you can kind of travel different areas and stuff. They did a really good job with that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, the, the the last sort of area, I guess, that we haven't talked about a lot was Heisenberg's factory. It was um, much longer than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I didn't realize how big they were going to make that area. It was it was too big for my for my yeah. taste. Like I kept, I was having trouble like getting back. There was one point where you you got like that one final mold, and you had to get back to the place where you pour the mold. It took yeah. it took me so long to figure out how to, and I would watch YouTube videos, and the YouTube players, they'd be like, "I can't find this," and then they just cut to them being back there, so you didn't see how they found it, <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck, man!" Like yeah, that's why yeah. I'm watching this video. Well, um, that, that's part of the issue with Resident Evil games in general. I feel like uh, anybody out there listening that has played a lot of Resident Evil games in the past and whatnot, you can attest to this as well. They layered the maps in a way that is can be sometimes really confusing. Especially if there's like if there's multiple floors in a building, and you got to get like like in like in like in Heisenberg's uh, factory, I would agree with you that that was a very like frustrating area at times because you didn't know okay I need to get to this thing, I'm on this floor I need to get down okay I need to go down there I got to take these stairs these are the wrong stairs I'm in a different area okay this isn't layered on top of the thing I need God damn it how do I get around this Well and the the, the most frustrating thing is like the floors aren't like one two three four five it's like Ooh. one one F to see two two xyz and you're like how do i get to two xyz jesus christ like you gotta close your eyes and put the blindfold and just use the force to guide yourself and then like you keep encountering villains like trying to get back to that floor and you're wasting ammo and you're like god damn it i know there's a huge boss fight coming up and i'm wasting all this ammo trying to get to like you know the this just shitty little like mold or whatever you know <laughs> yeah it it was definitely frustrating at times with, with stuff like that i mean i definitely had to google a few things here and there but uh i feel like those moments were far in between for the most part um, yeah that that was mostly just heisenberg's factory yeah i'm with you on that though it was it was definitely frustrating at times for sure uh, i'm trying to think of any other areas for the most part that as far as like settings or set piece moments um, I don't I mean, know. I, oh, okay. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, there's also the the final the the ceremony site with Mother Miranda, uh, too, which isn't. Right. It, I mean, it is a set piece. It's a small one, though. You know, it's not a puzzle box, but I think it was cool. Like it was, it was a nice little boss arena. At the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hmm. well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about more settings, story, characters, and all the other good stuff about Resident Evil Village. Stick with this, guys. Just take a quick break. 
Yeah, buddy. Um, so we talked about the setting. We talked a little bit about characters that we liked. Talked about the story, which I think was the weakest part of the game. Maybe we, you know, let's talk about the combat for a little bit. Combat and weapons in particular. I know that everybody played this game a little bit differently as far as that aspect of it, because the game tosses so many guns at you and so many weapons and so many upgrades. And it does a thing to you that is really that <laughs> it pissed me off right away is you start leveling up a gun and putting money into it and upgrades into it. And then you find a better one. You're like, yep, Motherfucker. You find a better pistol. Yeah, I was like, I could have just fucking just <laughs> could have just not put this into this pistol and just suffered through this and found this other gun and put it all on that gun. And it does that to you over and over and over. So once you realize there's something that you really like, just stick with like, I think the recommendation that I found online early in the game was like, pick your two or three favorite guns and just focus on them yeah. because you're going to you're going to get pissed off and then make sure you sell the other shit if you really don't think you're going to want it or need it. And I did that. Uh, unless you're going to be like, you know, like Jose is with Assassin's Creed games and just find every goddamn thing that's looked like, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I didn't take the time to open every treasure chest in the village, you know, like that just, it oh, was I, did. Too, I went after did. all of that shit. Yeah. I tried to complete some challenges too. I think there's a challenge to find all those uh, little goat, those little wooden goats. Oh, okay. Most of them. And then there's a challenge inside the castle. If you break all of the breakable windows with your knife, so that the the cold air can come in, you got it like an achievement for that stuff. So along the way, I was trying to do that, but I must have missed one or two along the way at some point. So I didn't get that one either. So even if you do all that shit, you're still not going to have enough money to buy everything in the game, right? Like no, you're, I, I mean, so. yeah, yeah. It's it's impossible to really talk about the combat in this game without talking about the the barter system that they have in place too. I mean, the two kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and I really think adding a barter system to this game had a hugely positive impact on on the experience like it was it was nice to have those choices where i wish i had sort of saved a little bit more money and bought like i didn't end up getting an automatic weapon at the end um oh really no i did well i did when you're playing as the military guy uh but not when you're playing as ethan yeah um i did and that's that's the thing about this game that I was more curious about as far as like sharing stories with like you and, and like Joel and TJ was just seeing how we played it because even though the game was pretty linear and you know, you were all going to hit the same story beats and everything, you can play it very different from each other based on what weapons you stuck with, like the longest or what weapons you chose to upgrade or not weapons that you found in general. Maybe there's weapons you never found the, the all the parts to and you couldn't use it, you know? Right. I think I found pretty much every weapon. I may have missed one, but I think I tried to find almost all of them. And then from there, I would just sell the ones that I wasn't using or the better upgrade of it. I'll keep that and sell the, the lesser one and so on. But yeah, I think well, I had a good time finding that stuff. What was your favorite uh, weapon in the, or like, what, what were the couple weapons you would, because I know for me, like, I was like sniper and shotgun were my two that I really used a lot. Um, I, I liked the automatic weapons when I, when I had one that was decent, but for the most part, the automatic pistol and the sniper rifle was pretty good. And I had a shotgun. So I tried to, with games like this, I usually try to have at least one of uh, three guns, at least three guns. And then one that has a different, like helping me to do so what I need to do, like a sniper rifle for long range, a mid range, and then like a shotgun. If I yeah. have at least that covered, I feel like I could take on any situation. Man, I upgraded the shit out of my pistols though. And like, they didn't. 
they still just don't do enough damage to like I barely ever used them unless I just had nothing else left and that was like a last resort. I would sniper. use I would stick with a sniper because it was easy to get like a one shot kill on things yeah. with those. Well, with the pistol too, they they kind of skew you towards that because that they give you the most ammo of that, so you yeah. feel like oh well I got you know all these bullets for this gun. I guess I'll use this in a pinch. But it's like, as the game goes on, if you did not level that particular gun up, even though you had a lot of bullets for it, it didn't fucking matter because they were bullet sponges to it. Right. Yeah. It wasn't high enough. So you had to really be aware of what you were putting your points into for upgrades and things like that. So it definitely made, made you aware of what you were doing and you couldn't just willy nilly do that shit. Cause you're going to screw yourself down the line later in the game. I mean, hell that, uh, Magnum or whatever it was, that revolver pistol was super strong, but you rarely found a lot of bullets for that. Yeah, so I would exactly, save yeah. that and hoard those until I got to a boss fight. Mm-hmm. And then I would pop off a couple of shots on a, on a on a boss to knock down their health or whatever. But yeah, I thought it transitioned really well too into like, you know, just buying more storage space, having more resources available to you. I I just felt like the the combat and the resources system in this game was like top notch, like perfectly designed. I would run out of ammo just at the perfect points mm-hmm. where you're getting stressed out towards the end and then you just get that reef. They just give you a little bit more. So Yeah, that's definitely Capcom's signature Resident Evil style of doing things and they've honed that into like a sharp knife at this point. You know what I mean? Like they know what they're doing with that stuff. That inventory system has been there since since the very first Resident Evil game, as far as like the big old box with the little with the Tetris style of like here, here's these things, fit them in there, and it's like First and foremost, how the fuck is Ethan carrying all this shit? Where is he storing this? Does he have a does he have a Batman style fucking like utility belt? Is he shoving the guns up his ass? What's happening? I need to know. Somebody tell me. You're asking Ethan questions, man. You don't ask questions when it's Resident <laughs> Evil. The only no. the only game, and I will say the only game that I've ever seen answer that question is um Last of Us Part Two. Is that was a game where you could physically see your character carrying everything that she actually had every other game i mean it's just like you know that you know come on like they, they can't carry this much shit right of course i'm being stupid about it but it is funny though because one of no, those it things, is. like like what is happening but to speak on the inventory thing that, that you brought up it was definitely um key to upgrade that shit as soon as possible as far as like being able to have more storage because if you didn't use you, you were screwing yourself from the start and i think the duke which was my favorite character in this game <laughs> offered you an upgrade like right away when you first I think one of the first times you meet him maybe the second time when you first meet him inside the castle and he's in that little ass room it's like how the fuck did you get in there right <laughs> that door like this is magic because comic books you're in this yeah. room how the fuck did you how did he show up everywhere you were at you know what i mean like <laughs> like you're, and you're he, he was there. like a comic book character man these guys were like straight up like comic book characters like yeah. I, I mean it just yeah He's like, like the devil guy from like Spawn. He just shows up and just starts talking shit to you and like trying to sell you some shit. Like yeah, he's maybe, trying to help you, but he doesn't really give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe not DC comics, but DC has a like dark brand of comics. Oh shit, what's it called? Watchmen's under it. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like DC's dark line of comics. Sandman is under it. But this feels uh-huh. like it fits in like with Sandman and like yeah. Spawn and shit like uh-huh. that, you know? Yeah, kind of, kind of feels a little nineties, silly a little bit. Well, yeah, the, that dude, Duke, yeah, for sure. He he was awesome to me, and the, the main thing that that made him that made me like him so much was that 
as the merchant in this game, he pops up everywhere you're at, which is totally normal Resident Evil stuff. But the cool thing is that at one point he says to me, he imitates the merchant from Resident Evil 4 and he says, what are you buying? And then he says it in that voice. Like he changes his voice yep. to imitate the dude. And then he goes, <laughs> an old friend of mine used to say that. And you're like, Oh shit. Like it, like it hit me in like the, the awesome RE fan feels. I got, yeah. Giddy. I, uh, I like, have, oh, shit. That was tight. I've heard about that. <laughs> I, I never played RE. Well, I did. I tried to play RE4 and I stopped, but, uh, um, but yeah, I know that that was a big Easter egg for a lot of RE fans. So that that's cool that they threw that in there, you know. Yeah. To this day, I say that to my kids once in a while, you know, like, what are you selling? What are you buying? <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I, they just laugh. They know what it is. I'm, they're nerds too. So, um, yeah, he's definitely my, was my favorite character of everybody in this game. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. We talk, though, as far as the combat, though, do you, do you feel that the upgrade system was fair as far as like how it upgraded and, and how much money you had? Like it forced you to choose for sure. I know that you, you said the combat and weapons were, were, were good to you. Did you ever feel it was egregious in a, in a, in a way that made you like, man, this is not like they're kind of cheating me a little bit. Did you ever feel like that with like the ammo stuff or anything? Or do you feel like it was just right? Yeah, I feel like it was, it, it was tough, but fair. Uh, okay. Like, okay. like, like any good leader should be. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it was, it was, there were definitely moments where you're like, man, fuck you. Cause like, give me more shit. Come on. Like really the Duke doesn't have any more bullets. Come on, man. Like, yeah, like, but, but it was like fair. Like you, I got through the game, you know, and it was stressful and it was supposed to be stressful. Um, but I didn't have to like go back and, and like, um, load any previous saves to, to scrounge up more ammo or anything like I got through it. Gotcha. So I think that's the measure. That's how I measure that. Right. Is like, if I was able to get through it and then it was done right, even if it was stressful, because that's what it's supposed to be like. So I don't know. how did you feel about it? No, I, I completely agree. It, it, it felt, it felt like you said, it was tough, but fair. Every now and again, I would get frustrated about certain, certain, um, a weapon that I was using that they weren't giving me enough ammo for that. So they were kind of skewing me towards like, use your pistol more. And it's like, ah, I want to use this. Or I want to use my sniper rifle. And then, you know, then eventually they give you more or they give you like stuff to make the bullets. And then you'd make some bullets. And you're like, Oh, I should have made a fucking health pack. Yeah. I should have made some fucking Baja blast to pour on my hand. Yeah, I know you I gotta, you it. gotta do those choices, man. They matter. <laughs> like you gotta be Shit. careful about what you craft. Cause... I wasted my crafting items, making Baja blast Mountain Dew to pour on my fucking face and hands instead of making this, these bullets for the sniper rifle. Great. Good job. Mondo. Where you do You're yeah. knocking it for the park, buddy. <laughs> or you craft more bullets and you don't have health and then you shoot and miss your shot and get fucked up by this villain and then you don't have anything to heal and you don't have any more bullets left and you're mm-hmm. like okay I'm about to die we're going to I think that was the only way that I cheesed it okay I cheesed it in two ways the game one if I was fighting a boss that would not follow me up, up upstairs or something like that like at one point before you get to that haunted house that has the dolls in it and stuff, you ha- you get you get to that that tombstone area with the circular area, and then you got to go into an elevator that takes you up or whatever. Remember that? So there's uh, a boss yeah. you fight there, and he's like a big dude with like a big hammer thing, and he'll smack it on the ground or whatever. Oh, and you're I, talking I, about uh... when I fought him by the by the by the by the grave site, that circular grave site where you put like the um 
I, I just made him come follow me up the stairs and he wouldn't call, follow me all the way up the stairs. He'd go up like maybe the first couple and then he'd turn around. So I'd run down there, drop a, a, a proximity mine on the ground. He'd walk. I'd lure him to come to me to the stairs. He'd follow me. The mines would go off and all those little dudes in the, in the shrouds, the little uh, skeleton guys with the shrouds on would be down there with him. He'd, he'd get hurt. He'd walk away. I get all the stuff from them dying, the bullets from the little guys dying. And I just keep rinse and repeat. I did that on, on a couple of fights here and there when it was tough. Um, but that was probably one of the only ways I cheesed it. Also, I would save like right before I bought a bunch of shit at the store. So if I had a bunch of money I'd found from exploring a new area and I finally got a chance to go back to the Duke again, I would save right before I bought a bunch of shit because then if I had bought the wrong stuff for the situation coming up ahead, if it was only a few minutes into that or whatever, I would just re- reload that save and then buy. The, okay, I need to buy more bullets for this. Yeah, I don't count those because that that I did that a few times where I'd save okay. right before. I do that in every game, man. I just I do that to yeah. test the limits. I in Cyberpunk, I would do it when I'd be like, "Hey, I wonder what happens if I start fights with cops." Let me save right before I walk up to this cop and just try go. and murder some cops. And and I learned real quick that you can't do that, and so yeah. I just like load from that last save. Exactly. That was just, that was my rationale because it was like, I would take, and you put some of that money into like an upgrade for a gun and then realize like that, why did I waste it on that? I should have yeah. done it instead. So I don't know. Um, was there a gun that you maxed out all the way as far as upgrading it? Uh, the shot, the, the shotgun I maxed out all the way because that, that, that thing was a beast. Um, yeah. it was really got, got you out of a lot of tough situations. Uh, so yeah, that that was always priority one for me. Was have enough bullets in my shotgun because uh, that thing just annihilated people, <laughs> just like tore yeah. through them. Absolutely, but the problem with it is that you had to let them get close enough for that shotgun to really hurt. And sometimes they would put you in these like narrow corridors and shit. You was like, okay, okay, yeah, but you could take out like two of them at once with it oh, yeah. sometimes too. So it was like I liked that because I would like try and just max out the ammo, the specs. Did you did you max out any weapons? I maxed out the sniper rifle and I maxed out I think it was like the automatic like uh pistol that you get later in the game. Once yeah, that was a good that, one. I think I maxed both of those out and then I had several other ones that were like at a good level. They weren't like all the way up, but maybe a couple were missing off of them mm-hmm. uh, here and there cuz definitely always wanted to get damaged to be high enough and um the bullet capacity because that was something that you know you're going to be in a fight with a bunch of guys in a narrow corridor and it's like three or four of them and ain't nothing worse than having to reload when you need to pop another shot in someone's face you know what i mean yeah that yeah for sure always help so i would always put that into that though um but yeah those narrow corridors do like th- there was so many times that i have a moment of panic as a bunch of enemies started coming towards me and they're coming from two different directions and like a half flooded basement hallway maze that you know, I only got so many bullets to go around. It's like, okay, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? It was like the combat was a puzzle in its own sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only yeah. who to take out first or how to push them back enough and, and gain some distance. I wish I would have used the block more. I didn't use the block really at all. I think uh, if I had to say out of one out of 10, like blocking people's, you know, they're. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Your hands up. I never did it. I just no. would just move away or you know, whatever, but I never would block. I think I blocked every once in a while later in the game, but I didn't do it very much early. So I didn't practice it later. Yeah. I'm terrible at like first person fist fighting in games. Like in, in cyberpunk, there's those like beat on the brat, uh, things where you got to go do a fist fight with someone. Um, and they're really hard. I just, that's the only part of that game I never fucked with. Cause I just, 
I don't like like blocking or melee combating and stuff when I'm when I'm first person. I don't know. I just have a hard time with it. Uh, I don't so think I it's just, just you go. though. I don't think it's a great mechanic anyway that most that is implemented in a lot of games. And when it is implemented, I don't think it's done in a way that like they put a lot of time into that, so it feels more tacked on or not quite as polished. Like if you took the mechanics from like a boxing game or something like that, that where they, this is what they do, this is what they built this to do. And then stuck it in a game like that, it would feel better. But then, it would, I don't know, maybe that turns the game into something else. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it would almost, I think, be cooler in VR, right? Like, that that would Ooh. be a really, that would be a cool, like, VR blocking. And, like, they'd be able to match your actual actions and stuff. I like the fact that you brought up VR. <laughs> one up for you, sir. Because yeah. the VR aspect that I, the potential, I should say, for VR for this game just gets me excited in a in a way that's like man fuck fuck this (laughs) i'm gonna do this yeah when i did when i played biohazard in vr it 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 wasn't like creepy to the point where it's like i just couldn't do it it was just like you're eventually your brain just says okay this is what this is real to us a little bit yeah it felt real and that it made me not want to walk down hallways i would love to play this game over again in vr dude i want to play again is is it available in vr I am not 100% sure. Maybe somebody okay. listening can write in and tell us or we can Google it afterwards. Actually, I mean, look it up right now. Uh, while you're on that, I'm going to pull up something as well. But yeah, I think that I think the VR aspect of it could be cool if they tack it on later or whatever. Um, I can't see them making another Resident Evil for a couple of years, so maybe there's a small no, part that can do it. Not you know? in VR. Okay. Maybe, they'll, maybe they'll, they'll add it in. I mean, this game, like I said, just came out back in May. Where we just started August, so it's very real possibility they could still be supporting this game in a, in a way with DLC and stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some stuff come out. I don't know this offhand, but did did a different studio make this than that made Biohazard? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was just Capcom as the publisher and developer. I mean, it's kind of vague, so I don't okay. know. Like Capcom East or you know West or whatever. It just almost felt like it was designed by a different studio. Because mm-hmm. um, it. It was, I don't know. It was just such a different vibe from Biohazard. Yeah, I feel like they married, they, they did a good job of marrying Biohazard's aesthetics and like the characters and everything and just like that environment set up with like the old school Resident Evil stuff. Like they, they did a good marrying of the old and new in a way that makes this feel fresh and, and, and inviting to anybody, whether you're a new Resident Evil fan or you've been playing it since you were, you know, a teenager or some shit. Biohazard was like, legitimately scary like oh yeah straight up like where this never really straight up it was stressful but it never really like frightened me um, yeah i think it's a good point to bring up it wasn't scary scary i think biohazard definitely had scarier moments you know just things that were happening to you like when you went down that basement at one point you hear the growling in the darkness and shit and you know it's you know it's uh um, ethan's uh wife mia or somebody yeah. And then like just other things like the dad like stalking you. Oh, uh, dude, that the dad, dude, he'd be chasing you through the house and busting through walls and shit. Yeah. And like, dude, that shit would legit like Ariel still won't watch me play that game because it's my wife because she like it's just stresses her out a little bit. So. Even even some of that stuff was was built on the backs of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 with the nemesis system and, and the tyrant. He would follow you around like that. But the dad was scarier to me than the nemesis was. Because the dad had personality. He yeah, was man. A I mean, and he would say shit to you, and you can hear him following behind you, like, I'm going to get you, boy. And he's straight, and you're like, No, you're not. And you know, you're running away. And, well, in the car, <laughs> in the garage, and stuff, too. Like, that, yeah. that part was like, 
I mean, he was straight out of Devil's Rejects, right? Like, oh. I don't know. Have you ever watched that movie? Yes. The yeah, Rob Zombie stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. It's just gross, but like, but yeah. That, kind of eyes type shit, man. It's just, I, I, uh, it, like, off in the backwoods, some, <laughs> some weird, yeah. you know, yeah. people. God, do. I hope things like this don't actually exist in the real oh, I'm world. I'm sure they do. Trust me. Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I want to say, was yeah. based off of real events down in Texas. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, shit like right. that. Is it's down in like the, the 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 armpits of our country? There are people sitting off in swamps and shit, waiting to fucking take out, you know? Yeah, unsuspecting yeah. people whose cars break down and shit, which is scary and fucked up. And I think that's like that's why people like they change course from Biohazard. It was really effective at scaring you, but also I think like it was maybe too scary for a lot. Like, I don't think TJ liked it. He said it was like too gross and scary. I, I want to say, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah. TJ, but TJ really liked, you know, resident evil village. So I, I think that just makes me feel like village kind of has more of the like, every everyone whereas i'm like the horror guy you know like i watch every horror movie and i love horror like mm-hmm. but, you know village was more about just like making a cool horror game that's like more available to wider audiences or whatever yeah I'd not gonna not gonna scare the shit out of people who aren't like straight up horror, horror fans you know right no i, I definitely agree um, although that doll, that doll factory, or that dollhouse, did scare me a little bit. That was maybe the only like creepy part in the game that I was like, okay, this is uh, that was yeah. that was scary. Playing that in the dark by yourself, your 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 wife or significant other is like in bed, all the lights are out and shit, and you just like, what? I heard something behind me. You know, it's my surround sound right behind my head. Yeah. It, it was getting to me a couple of times when I was in that area because they used the sound really well to like you hear the giggling behind you, then you hear something you like, kind of like, okay, that felt like it was in my house. Yep. It was really good. Um, before we finish up, I want to talk about two other topics. One is going to be like, one, one is the visuals and the aesthetics of the game. Like, I feel like this game was pretty top, top tier as far as how the game looked. There's definitely moments where I think it's it, where it didn't look as well. as good. But I think overall, like when you were looking at something gross or looking at like examining like an old bottle or like a bottle of wine or something like that on a, on a, on an ornate, like, you know, stand or something like that, or, you know, whatever, or rotting cow carcass and things like that up close, like the stuff looked pretty good, honestly. Uh, how did you feel about some of that stuff? How do you, how do you think it looked in comparison to biohazard? Um, I, I haven't played biohazard in a while, so there, so my, my ability to kind of recall how well it looked could be uh, maybe I have some rose tinted glasses on regarding it, but I feel like it didn't. I feel like it looked, it looked pretty good. Rem- trying to rem- so, remember it anyway. I recently played through biohazard again. Um, okay. And that's what made me feel like this was made by a different studio or something. Cause biohazard actually like looked better. Like I, I was surprised by yeah. how, yeah, like graphically, just I, I wasn't sort of it didn't blow my socks off kind of and and I felt like it was sort of the same way I felt um about Assassin's Creed Odyssey versus Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like I I was Valhalla didn't really blow my socks off with how it looked in comparison to Odyssey, you know. But I don't know if that's just because I liked Odyssey better. 
Um, you know, I could be totally wrong about this, but I, I thought that Biohazard, the graphics were a little bit better, uh, or I don't know, maybe it was just a little more immersive or whatever. Um, graphically, it just, it was fine. Like I, it's not like it was like I was playing a PS one or anything, but it, I was like with the next gen console, I guess my expectations were a little high. Um, for a game. Yeah, from, from the looks of it, they use a lot of the same people. Because, um, I mean, Capcom, and when they put their stuff up here, they, they put the publisher and developer as themselves. They don't really break it down or anything like that. And then like, you can see like all the directors, producers, designers, programmers, artists, writers, all that stuff, composers. All those people are the same from both projects. So maybe they just used a different engine by the time that game came out. Because I know by the time, what, by the time this game came out, Village, um, Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake had both already come out, and they were using a different engine, I believe, for those games. So maybe they upgraded and used the engine from those remakes to make this one, where Biohazard didn't get that luxury. Maybe that's why it looked better. I, if anybody knows for sure, feel free to throw us a uh, email or something. Let us know. But I think that's, that's my hunch as to why it probably looks better than Biohazard did. Yeah, I'm looking at a direct comparison right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bio has or Village is a little bit more detailed and stuff mm-hmm. um, on the weapons. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it was like I'm not complaining about it um, sure, at sure. all. Like I'm just like to me, I think, and I liked Biohazard a little better because I'm a straight up like horror movie fan, um, and so that that really got me. That was like one of two games that's ever scared me. Was like straight up was like Dying Light and Biohazard were the two games that have ever made me like straight up scared. Yeah, but you know, um, so that that may just also be I may be like remembering it different than it was just because of how much I liked it. Yeah. So, yeah. Either um, way, as long as you enjoyed it, I mean, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, but if you look at there, there's a video actually just comparing graphics from the two games and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like Village is, is a little bit better. Um, yeah. I, I, also, I, just keep in mind time, you know? I mean, that game, what, when did when did Biohazard come out? Biohazard released, what, uh, 2017? Uh, I feel like... 2021? Yeah, 20, 20, is it Biohazard? Yep, 2017. Yeah. They announced it in 2016, released 2017. And so that's a couple of years. I mean, I know that's not a huge difference. But that's a few years difference of them to be able to hone in their skills. And like I said, I think they use a different a different um, engine too for that one, possibly. Or maybe they use the same engine, but they just perfected it a little more and got a little more out of it. Who knows? I think also what it was too, um, thinking about it, is like Biohazard, a lot of the settings were really, really dark. Um, so it's a lot easier to mask a lot of those graphical, like, pixels and shit whereas in village everything is kind of in daylight or a lot of it is in daylight so it's harder you know you see a lot more of the pixelation in those light settings absolutely i just thought of something too biohazard is only on last gen like ps4 and xbox one where village is also on you know ps5 so maybe we're not thinking about that part of it too yeah don't know for sure but i think like that also works against it for me because when I had a next gen console, I'm immediately like, "You're gonna blow my socks off graphically," you know. Like I'm expecting you. Not to, always in the beginning. No, and you don't. But like that's my brain is like, I'm expecting you to deliver this like fucking big product that's gonna look like you know put me right in the game. Um, yeah. 
So, for sure. Yeah, I think that that might also play into it. But yeah, looking at Village, the graphics were solid. I mean, they they look really good. Hells yeah. So let's dive into some ridiculousness about this game because it is loaded with it <laughs> left and right. You got to suspend your your disbelief and all this stuff because the game just takes you on a ride and you you don't really get to say you don't want to do this or you don't get to say like, what the fuck really? Because it just keeps pushing you forward in a way that you just like, I'm just going to roll with this. And it's Resident Evil, so you kind of have to. Um, but there was a lot of moments that I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about where you're just like, what the hell is happening? Um, did you have any of those moments where it's like, dude, what? <laughs> like, um, what are you doing? You know, I, I mean, obviously, uh, Lady Dimitrescu, uh, you know, it's pretty ridiculous. I, I think, you know, it was cool to me because it was like a lot of the the ridiculousness was also rooted in like like real shit or not real shit but like you know she was lady dracula right like and she had the, the sisters you know and that that was fun but they did a wacky spin on it which was like, like her daughters were like going around killing you know doing their thing and hunting you down turning into like was it like bees or flies or whatever the hell they were wasps or something yeah yeah um so yeah i mean like her shit was good heisenberg was pretty wacky you know, I, I love that they use the name Heisenberg because Heisenberg was uh, he was like a famous physicist who was famous for helping develop ferromagnetism, which is something that I'm not even going to try to get into talking about. But it's 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 kind of it's a cool because he does shit with magnets and making them levitate. And like he's kind of like Magneto sort of. And he's also this like wacky character. He's the Magneto Lycan King, basically. Like Magneto yeah. with a fucking Lycan army at his disposal. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And speaking so, of that, that was definitely one of my favorite areas. I know TJ didn't care for that area, but being in that Lycan den was very stressful because they just kept coming and I only had so much ammo. I was getting really stressed out that part. In the castle? You were in like those caves below the castle and yeah. all those Lycans just kept coming and coming and coming and you had to like herping get through that area. I hated it, but I also enjoyed it because it it made me really stressed out, but I had to like figure out like, okay, I've been kicking ass up to this point. I just need to do some inventory management and, and make sure I'm switching weapons and stuff and picking up stuff and just like, keep moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. It was nice. It was, it was fun to me. TJ didn't like it. I don't think that was, that was the part that was in the demo as well. Um, and like, so I kind of expected that to be stressful, uh, but I, I did like it. It was, it was fun. It was cool. It, when I played that in the demo, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of a weird... Are you, are you talking about in the beginning? Because I don't think that was in the demo, was it? Mine you're was, like yeah. The, you're like underground, down below, in the cave? Yeah, with all the prison cells and shit. Huh. I don't remember that being in the demo, but yeah. I mean, I, I, there, were two, there. there were two choices that you could play in the demo in stories, so we may have chosen different ones. Yeah, because the, the one you're talking about, that's not the, the skeleton dudes that were, had cloaks on their heads, right? Was I'm talking about the actual lichens, the guys that were like, you know, trying to bite you and stuff. Was was this in the castle? This was under the castle. Yeah. Like later in the game, like maybe in the last 20, like in the last 75, about 75% through the game, I think it popped up. Oh, we're thinking about different things then. I'm thinking yeah. about the skeleton dudes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that dumbass demo where they gave you a <laughs> set of time instead of just an area that you could get through. It's so weird when they do that. I hate it's one thing about Capcom that drives me nuts when they do their demos. It's always like this timed demo. You can only play through it one time and it's gonna and it's gonna cut off after thirty minutes. 
It's like, just do a regular ass demo. Like, just like everybody's been doing for years. We're giving you one play. area and that you have unlimited amount of time to play through that one area. Like, I, what, what's the harm in that? Yeah. Like taking back to the days of demo discs and I would go to hy V and get a fucking EGM or like a game informer and it'd be a demo disc in there. And I played a fucking demo disc, those three or four games for forever because I didn't have money to buy games back then. Right. So, so like, just do that. Be normal, man. Um, but yeah, the ridiculousness though for me, uh, was like, like, I, like I was saying before, like, no, I didn't say this yet. It was after Elena's dad's change in that house. So like you find that lady and her, her dad in that little barn and they're like, Hey, come with us. We got to, you know, come into the big house with us and, and, and we're going to be we at friends in there and other people in the village are hiding out in there. So you get in there and they're all around the fire and they start having an argument with some of the townsfolks and stuff because the, the outsiders, which is Ethan and uh, the, other, the other lady or whatever, you know, there's outsiders there and they don't want you there. So then you fast forward, the dad starts changing and he starts biting everybody and fighting stuff and fighting them and everything. And then there's like fire. Somebody knocks over a lantern or something like that. And everything goes up in flames. Um, so fast forward, he's dead and it's just you and Elena and you guys are stuck and there's a truck just sitting inside of a room. Okay. First of all, how the fuck did it get in here? <laughs> it's like sitting in a room. It was uh, just born in there, man. I mean, like, apparently. you know, something birthed the <laughs> truck in there and it just, it never left. <laughs> like if you built that truck in that room, knowing you're never going to get it out, like what was the purpose of this? That's anyway, it's in the room and then he's like, hold on, back up. I'm going to, I'm going to get us out of here. He gets in the car, literally backs up maybe two feet and then rams into this wall. And then he does it again and again. And then he, he rolls right through it. There ain't no fucking way. Poor truck never had a chance. <laughs> there's no way uh, just some shit like that or like having his fingers bitten off by a lichen and and and, and being super calm about it and then 30 seconds later he just dumps all the mountain dew baja blast all over it and he just wraps it up and just goes about his business it's it like, would have been like even funnier <laughs> if he had like grown it back like deadpool does you know where he grows back his arm or whatever is like I hate that i hate that idea <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it he's got these little nubs that are starting to grab his out of yeah. his out of his knuckles uh, i don't like that um yeah i wish i just picture was- like resident evil then you have to find like a tiny gun to use your tiny hand for a portion of the game i don't i don't, I don't like it at all <laughs> <laughs> i hate it <laughs> i mean at that point why don't why not just have one of those lichens just like come over to me and just yell Finish him. and then yeah. just fucking kill me like just, yeah. just get it over with dude you bit my fingers off let's go but you're already dead so it doesn't matter apparently <laughs> That's like, the stupidest twist. I hated that part. Um, yeah. I, okay. So also, like, okay, we talked about this earlier, but her slicing off his wrist, his his hand at the wrist, and then him, the hand just hanging onto the latch. Talked about that. That was ridiculous, but it was fun because I was like, later on, I was like, what is this? Because, you know, everybody was thinking the same thing. Before you find out that he's actually dead, and he's in some kind of spiritual world or whatever the case may be. Um. It was just weird because, like, did did you think to yourself when stuff like that was happening, like, well, this is just the game? I I think, like, like, did you think anything weird or did you start going, like, maybe there's more to this at that point? I think the best way to illustrate the ridiculous of this, the ridiculousness of this game is that they were able to low key sly under the table, kill and dismember a baby. And we've been podcasting about it for like an hour and still haven't talked about this shit. Like, 
come on. Like, I mean, that's how ridiculous this game was. Like, you literally killed and dismembered a baby, and oh, like, we, right. it's like one of the last things we're talking about. Then, like, for that, my friend, you you, you deserve it because we haven't talked about this whatsoever, and you're 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 finding pieces of your daughter in jars, like. You know what I mean? Like, what do we do? Like, and, and like, it's not serious or like heavy. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's just like, well, this is just the world that we live in. I guess. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Just it's, it's crazy talk is what it is. It's, it's, it's complete and utter nonsense. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Like I, I, the fact that we never brought this up. So now it, like, yeah. Yeah. You're just, but that's how ridiculous this game is, is it's not even something you take seriously in it because it's so, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Like, it's just, I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, it's fun for what it is, but it's like, you know, you're absolutely yeah. right. We did not even think, I didn't even think about that. As far as like, you know, thinking about things that I want to bring up during this podcast and talking about this, but I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind to bring up as like an issue. And it's like the main, <laughs> like crux of the story, right? It's yeah. Like you're finding pieces of your baby. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, when you say that out loud, you're just like, how did that, how did they allow you guys to do like, in what world did you make this like not outrage people, you know, or whatever? <laughs> but like that's yeah. just how Resident Evil games are, and that's also why I think a Resident Evil movie is never gonna gonna work. Um, but I I don't, and could. other than that animated one, but I think that's the problem that they've had. I won't I won't say it will never work because never. I think it, it could. I, I think, but, I think it could, but it have to be rooted in, in some kind of in a in a level of reality, but also with a level of of like ridiculousness, but not quite to this level, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, let, let me rephrase that. That is why the past twenty seven Resident Evil movies have not worked, is because it's just too <laughs> fucking. Crazy. Is that the only reason? Really? That's the only one. <laughs> I mean, they're ridiculous, man. They're just silly. Like they don't make sense, and they're bad, and like I don't know, like this it's never been about the stories and movies are all about the stories. Yeah. So like, it's like, you know, well, it's like they, they plucked the wrong, I don't want to go down a tangent on this, but it's like, they plucked the wrong aspects of resident evil to like focus on or not focus on it with the, the good stuff. And then they kept re- the, the director kept casting his wife, Mila Jovovich to be in all of them, which is, I don't have nothing against her. I like her and some stuff here and there, but I feel like they just went so far off the rails with what resident evil is and what, fans like hardcore fans want to see from a movie like just make it in a big ass castle or like a or, or like follow one of the games and then like just let somebody have some fun with that but put it in that world so i could see elements of the game in there like somebody exploring this big ass place this police station or this city put it in a city and have like all these make it a zombie movie you, you really know? you really gotta treat it in the same way that like james gunn treated uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like yeah. very, very loosely based on the comic. But if you went back and read the comic, it's nothing like the movie. Like he sure. he cherry picked things from it and then built a good story around it. You know, like that's yeah. that's what you'd have to do. With I'd be okay with that, but I'd also be okay with something that was like a one for one. Like, hey, we're doing Resident Evil Two. We're not gonna like go through the game exactly the way you, the, the movie the way exactly the way the game went goes, but. This is basically a, a retelling of that story, like a remake, but a movie. Can I can I be a hundred percent honest though? And this is gonna like invalidate everything I just said. <laughs> Let's hear this. I, I've never actually fully watched a Resident Evil movie. 
Um, I just, I, I know them by reputation and I know I've heard enough talk about them to know what they're. So like, is there one that I should watch? No, I, I've looked at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and they're all horrendous on. on Let's put it this way. I don't think that they are, ter- that they're, they're not unwatchable, but they're not what I want from a Resident Evil movie. It's like, it's like getting the wrong director to do the thing that you get excited for. And then you're like, oh man, he really missed the mark on this, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure a lot of Resident Evil fans probably feel the same way. Those movies aren't what I wanted to see from that from that franchise. So hopefully they reboot the the franchise and give somebody else a chance to like make their vision. But yeah, I don't think there's any of them that you really need to watch and go, oh yeah, that's Resident Evil. Like play the games again if you want to if you want to have, have that feeling or play the remakes is what I would suggest. So, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I I might watch them at some point just to have a laugh. But I, oh. I've heard I've heard enough people. Uh, talk about them that i i just i feel like i kind of know and i've seen all the trailers and footage and i'm like yeah. okay i i see what happened here like don't don't do it to yourself because i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna be like hey man so which ones do you like the best and you're gonna go i like turtles and i'm just gonna yeah. look at you and be really annoyed with you and i'm just gonna end the conversation there <laughs> they're 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 the they're the Mountain Dew Baja Blast of movies, man. They're just gonna make you dumber. What Mountain Dew Baja Blast is delicious. Yeah, <laughs> here. You know, I smoke in the beer with that one. Yeah, man. I I uh, Mountain Dew. I used to dr- I used to drink the shit out of some Mountain Dew, but it's just like as I've gotten older, it's too syrupy and shit. Yeah, it like, is. It's like, I don't know. I, the Fountain Baja Blast is magical. It's like just glitter in that cup, man. It's it's something about it. I don't know. It's good. I, yeah, as a child, you know, going to, or as a teenager going to Taco Bell with a Baja Blast and some chalupas or whatever mm-hmm. like that, that was that was what's yeah. up. But, and if you get a scrape on your knee, just dump some of the Baja Blast on it yeah, and you'll feel better. On the, yeah, you'll, you're you'll, you'll feel great. You'll feel exactly. fine. Yep. No need for like alcohol or, uh, you know, uh, any kind of, you know, pain meds. Just dump that on there. You're, you're great. You're fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, a couple more ridiculous things before we wrap up. I wanted to say was, was Ethan being hung in the air by, by, by LD, by hooks placed in his wrists and hands when they first catch him. And then you first get to see Lady Demiscu, Demistresk. You might say the other way. Thank you, LD. As what well. yeah. you forget it every time because of how it's spelled. Like yeah. I'm looking at it on my screen. That's I the hate, only way I know. <laughs> I hate looking at it because I keep wanting to say it wrong. LD, Lady D. There you go. That sounds worse, but I'm sticking with that at this point. Lady D stands up, and then like her daughters like hang you up in the air, and she bites your hand and licks the blood, and says it's getting kind of stale. All that stuff. Like some of that shit. You were just like, I was just like, man, how is this dude like staying alive enough to be able to like run around and find this kid? I mean, it didn't cross my mind a lot, but every now and again, I would laugh about that. Or like him being skewered through the abdomen by Heisenberg or drugged by his ankles with a, with a hook in his leg, in his calf and stuff like that. It was just like something during the game made me go, man, I feel like either A, Capcom just not, does not give a fuck about continuity or like real, like, like making this even a little bit like on the realistic side for you, or there's something bigger at play here that's allowing this dude to not die. I mean that shit. That shit happened in Resident Evil Biohazard too, though. And I didn't even. Oh, yeah. You get you think about it for a second, then you're just like, oh, so I'm like infallible. Like I'm just not going to be killed, and <laughs> for the sake of the story going on. So I didn't even question it in this game. I'm just like, yeah, he just he's he doesn't die. Like you know, yeah. you, you 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 beat the shit out of this guy, cut it. You you can cut his head off, and we're gonna go on to the next scene. 
Yeah. Um, and he'll I be carrying I'll... his head around for a second until he finds a Baja Blast <laughs> to pour on his neck, you know? I, mean, I don't think I questioned it necessarily. It was just every now and again, I would have a good laugh at the game's expense because it was like, man, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Like when you put the wrist on, I audibly said something out loud. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you put it back on? <laughs> you know, it's like midnight. I'm playing this yeah. game in the dark by myself. Abby's right upstairs, like, what the fuck is he doing? So dumb. Yeah. yeah, it just, I mean, that's like, that is Resident Evil. And I, and I love it for that. You know, like I, I do. It's like in all of its silliness, like they, I think they really embraced it in this one. Yeah. Or, or even like a, a long standing Resident Evil uh, trope where the, the, enemy the big bad like you know the nemesis lady d whoever they can't go into the safe rooms but they can see you in there you can stand in the doorway and look at them and they'll just stand there and look at you but they won't come in it's like that's, that shit cracks me up yeah i did it to lady d a couple of times where i was like inside the the castle down in that little foyer area where those stat those four statues were sitting there mm-hmm. and then you got the duke in the room just hunched just wedged into a fucking corner crack of the wall there sitting up on top of, of a bunch of books and shit and she's standing in the hallway staring at me, but she can't get me. And I'm just standing there looking at her and I'm popping shots at her and she just standing there. Like some of that shit just cracks me up. I mean, yeah, video games, but yeah. And just like how, how the fuck is the Duke getting like, I don't understand how this guy gets to the toilet and that let alone like fucking to the elevator in Heisenberg's factory, you know, he's not, he's just shitting himself all over that, all over the map, everywhere he goes. He just yeah. having that whole, that whole map. Is his toilet. He just shits where he feels like to yep. go. <laughs> Still in that they go. <laughs> but that's yeah, not like um, ridiculousness. You got anything else? Any more ridiculous moments that you want to bring up? No, I just want to know, do you know, do they have anything else planned uh, for future games? Um, I don't know for sure. I, um, I don't recall seeing anything, but I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure they, they got something that works. Yeah, I, I can't see them not having something that works. I, the, the only thing that I've heard rumblings about, which I think is going to happen, is a Resident Evil 4 remake, similar to Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake. So I think they're, they're working on that, possibly. Don't quote me on that, but I mean, I guess we can take it to the net and see what we find. But I think that's what's coming up next. What did you say? Resident Evil 4 remake. Um. Well, yeah, okay. I was talking about, yeah, maybe. Uh, it didn't. Wait, didn't they have a remake of RE4? So they remastered it a couple times where they oh brought God. it forward from like old systems. So like it came out, I want to say it came out on like the PS2 back in the day. And then they brought it forward to like three to the 360. And then they brought it forward to the Xbox One. So they're doing the Skyrim thing with that game because that game is so beloved. And Skyrim is so beloved and it's on every fucking platform. So it's like, are they going to bring it forward again in its normal state with the fucking tank controls and shit like that? And you can't move while you're aiming the gun and stuff like that. Or are they going to give it like the, the polished remake that it deserves? I think it's going to get a remake where they make it like more like more like Resident Evil 2 and 3. And you can move around and stuff. Some quality of life upgrades and stuff. So we're finally going to have a solid answer to the question. What is a remake versus a remaster? I already answered this. Um, I, I know, let's not even. Go. I know. Let's not even get it. And I, I just, think TJ, if you're listening, I think you came around quietly, but never actually validated that I was correct in this. So since you're not here to defend yourself, I'm going to say that I won, and I was correct about Tony Hawk that it was a remaster and not a remake. So the the rumblings or the the <laughs> there was a leaked report that says the next Resident Evil is called biohazard apocalypse 
Oh, okay. And is it scheduled for release in Q3 of 2023? That sounds about so right. It's about two and a half, about two years apart, roughly, give or take. So that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a leaked report rumor. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt or whatever. Absolutely. Yep. Um, should we put a bill on this bitch? Or did you want to talk about what you've been up to or anything like that? Or... or- um, I watched, we don't have to go into a great in-depth discussion about it. I watched Suicide Squad. It's fucking cool. You should, you know, you watch it. Uh, people should watch it. We'll we'll probably do an episode on, on it on Real Therapy at some point. There you go. Uh, but it was good shit. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll save that conversation for another time, and uh, we'll talk more in depth about what we've been uh, more in depth about what we've been up to, what we've been playing on the next episode of Blitz Therapy. Uh, but for now, we will go ahead and sign off. And uh, thanks, guys, for listening to this uh, side quest about Resident Evil Village. If you have questions, comments, concerns, feel free to hit us up. Glitchtherapy at gmail.com. We'll be happy to talk about your question um, or, or you know, re- rehash the conversation again, you know, with Jose and TJ being involved in it. They both played the game as well. TJ finished it. Jose did not. I'm not mistaken, but, um, but yeah, let us know. Hit us up. Otherwise, that's our show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, as always, uh, game on. Game on.